0: Alrighty, this is going to be episode 105 of Recording Talos. And I am uh, cruising on 121. I'm going to try a mobile recording and see how this works out. Well, I got something that I can say honestly. I don't think I've ever said before. Um, I was at a church and I was inspired by what pastor had to say uh, i think i'm going to make the next four episodes a direct inspiration of the uh, sunday service so pastor is talking about idols and you know their effect on our lives and some of the uh problems associated with that and the biblical of about not having idols so let me back up just a second here so i can preface this by saying yeah i know i'm a christian you may not be i know i'm a liberty advocate you mean well actually if you're listening to me at this point you probably are but there are different ways of looking at christianity different understandings of it and i'm going to do my best to avoid uh, upsetting the various um, groups or denominations within it. So I'm gonna try and be ecumenical without being ecumenical. Um, I I think that uh, this first episode is going to touch on some differences between the branches, uh, but it's not meant to be a all-out assault on any one branch. So if if you should pick that up or think that, I apologize. That's not my intent, merely just for purposes of illustration. So I think today's episode I'm going to title Idol Madness, right? Um, now, I'm sure we've all heard the church service before that anything can be an idol, and idols are a distraction, and anything that you put on a pedestal or put uh, before Lord our God is an idol. Okay, so if we're gonna take that as a starting point, uh, so we can all agree on that as a general understanding, let's proceed forward. So the second commandment for uh, those of us that are Protestant is basically, don't, shall not make any graven images. Curiously enough, uh, I know that's skipped right over uh, in uh, the Catholic circles. Uh, I'm not entirely certain what the Orthodox version of the Ten Commandments are. Um, I do find that interesting because I know that the Catholic Church has a lot of icons, a lot of saints, a lot of statues, um, depictions of different things that they kind of revere. Uh, I think it's fair to say that um, as a Protestant, that can be somewhat troublesome to me personally or other Protestants, but... I think Catholics that I know are fairly careful about not putting a, putting that icon at the same level as God or an idol, okay? So we're just kind of set that to the side. And on the flip side of that is, you know, the Protestant church is by no means innocent of that, uh, particularly some of our leadership, um, you know, these megachurch pastors you know they're very good at pointing out shortcomings of everybody but themselves. And as they become more woke and more progressive, mm, they seem to display their hypocrisy even better. Uh, and, and I'm not even going to go the full Olsteen route, right? I mean, I don't know that anybody actually considers that guy to be uh, orthodox Christian. And not with the Orthodox branch, right? Uh, so, uh, if we got, now that we understand that, you know, there's lots of our own little, uh, I guess, logs in our eyes that we have to avoid. the The idea behind this is, right? We are so keyed in on determining what somebody else's idol is that maybe we're missing our own. So Protestants are real good to point out, well, you know, the Catholics have their um, their icons, their statues, their their veneration of Mary, whatever. And the, the Catholics, I think, would be fair to say as well, Protestants spend a lot of time worrying about uh, the rock star preacher, the, the uh, presentation on the stage, their feelings, their um books that they've written they you know there's there's a number of other equally fair criticisms right so again we have a blind eye towards our own faults again that's very typical very um non-surprising and i apologize if I got a lot of pauses and oohs and ahs in this this is kind of weird driving down the road trying to have a conversation with nobody to respond so the uh point that i want to drive at here is we don't see our own eyes and and one of the things that my pastor brought up is you know we would go to the third world or you would go to the eastern world if you will and you'll see these shrines and you'll see uh things that are actually Disconcerting, or uh, that, don't, that would look out of place in Western culture. But the irony is, is we do the exact same thing with our screens, our TV set, right, the, the box, and that's actually how we reference it: is they have a box in one of their rooms. So, if you're fair and you look at it that way, well, yeah, okay. And pretty much everything on TV or the screen, if you will, is something that we would idolize. I mean, we even have a TV show that I've personally never really watched, but called American Idol, right? So, and uh, we have award shows where they hand out idols. And so there's a certain amount of madness, right? That's exactly where I'm going with There's a certain amount of madness and people devoting the entirety of their life or the majority of their life towards reaching whatever goal or whatever um, thing that they desire more. The challenge is, right, you gotta have that balance so you gotta have um, something within the flow of the rhythm with your seasons. But you always gotta keep your eyes on the ultimate prize, right? And that's one of the things that we as Christians are called to do is to keep everything in check and keep everything, you know, below where we the place where we're supposed to have the Lord at. And I mean, I don't even claim to be good at this. I mean <laughs> I, I get pulled many, many different ways. Um, you know, I've often had conversations with my wife where she'll tease me about how politics is my girlfriend, or uh, if I were to ever have a mistress, it would be politics. And and I know she's saying it more to tease and to kind of give me a hard time. But in fairness, and to the larger point is she is concerned that perhaps at times I'm putting that ahead of her or making it more important to her and uh, I don't know that I've ever actually done that but it's like that cautionary thing right where somebody's constantly reminding you eh, well watch yourself, watch yourself and you as an individual you may not even notice it because you're focused on the thing in front of you not knowing that you're swaying to and fro just just You know, that's that's a consideration that had to be taken, especially if I wanna consider myself a good husband, you gotta listen to your wife, right? So then you gotta deal with the idea that everybody idolizes or prioritizes differently, and the things that they prioritize or idolize, if you prefer, are different, and then they come into conflict. Right. Or worse yet, multiple people want the same thing and then they fight for it. And they battle for it. And then honestly, at a certain point, you have to determine is that goal or is that title or is that achievement or whatever you want to call it? Is it actually worth the cost? Is it worth the cost that you're going to pay? either monetarily or philosophically or physically or just metaphorically speaking, right? I mean, you can devote yourself to getting a PhD and then miss an entire section of your life or your kid's life or wreck your marriage. You can, divide or you can devote your life towards whatever goal, even a noble goal, and destroy something else because you're out of sync with the priorities, you're out of sync with whatever life rhythm that you're at or whatever um, section of life you, you just, you need to have an appropriate, um, you have to have an appropriate amount of respect for the other things in your life that you're not conflating your desire for whatever this achievement is. With what is the real thing in life, right? So, as you go about this, and you and you try and keep yourself in check, and you look around those people or your friends around you, and you begin to make certain observations. Well, this person that you know may have a unhealthy or unnatural desire or. Uh, Uh, wish to attain or anything. But again, it's much easier for you to see that in another person, right? So there's the whole idea, the whole reason why I'm using the term madness is because you you can't see yourself, right? You can't hold that mirror up to yourself and notice what your shortcoming is or what your problem is, and you're going to be dependent upon family and friends to kind of keep you in check. So in my life, you know, I have a wife that does a really good job keeping me in check but i also have some friends that are like yeah uh, steven uh, maybe you need to think about this yeah, what about that and it's good to it's good to keep things in perspective so is it you know my underlining concern is when you're determining whether or not you're drifting over into what i would call the idle madness right the the unnatural or undesirable desires are overtaking everything else in your life. So you gotta ask yourself, what am I sacrificing? Or what cost am I having to pay in order to do this? So for myself, if I wanted to, I could be at a meeting four or five nights out of the week, right, for whatever political cause or whatever, um action committee. And I, I could devote myself to all of that. But then the cost would be, I would be damaging my marriage. I would be not paying uh, good attention to things at the house that require my presence, my efforts, my work. I would, you know, ignore my kids. Uh, now that's a lesser issue now because they're grown right there. I have two adults. Uh, that are my offspring, as opposed to two young kids. So I'm at that distant, different season of my life where I can invest more time in something that I wasn't willing to invest in before. So you got to ask yourself: At what point are you drifting past that the guideposts, if you will, the, the idea of wh- where do I want to go? And you, when you evaluate that as a cost in time, a cost in money. A cost in relationship. If you can do that, if you can have a little self-reflection, then you, then you can maybe self-diagnose. Ah, I'm crossing that line. I'm going from maybe a healthy desire or healthy mm, progress to uh, to achieving certain things to the unhealthier, the madness of those desires, and. Uh, and I'm purposely being vague because it can be so many different things. And it can be multiple things that overlap or even are in conflict with each other, right? So for a period of my life, I had certain desires of success with work that were in conflict with certain desires with success in either school or you know, family things. And when those, the, the tensions there, that's normal. But you got to balance it. you gotta, you got to make sure you're not sacrificing the more important thing. And in my world, in my life, I tried my best to make my family at all times the most important thing of temporal uh, involvement, right? I, you know, I, I like political things. I like being involved. But my daughters are more important than that. My wife is more important than that. And you know, at what cost was I willing to pay? Well, I wasn't willing to destroy my kid's childhood. I wasn't willing to destroy the relationship with my wife. So I, I kept myself in check, but I had my wife there to remind me. And I'm trying to repeat this because I want to impress upon you that no matter what your goal is, no matter what your desires are, if they're causing you more cost, more pain, than whatever it is you could be able to achieve, you drifted into that madness. You're gonna punish yourself. You're gonna punish your relationships. You're gonna punish your long-term life. You know, I reflect, and maybe this isn't fair, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway, just because it's something that's I wouldn't say entirely unique, but certainly the first definite strains of it are noted in my generation, right? Gen X, the, the will and desire to be successful to be rich, to obtain certain things, caused an entire generation to basically postpone marriage, postpone children, postpone actually a lot of what would, you know, decades or centuries before been considered normal things to be doing in your early 20s. They postponed that. Now, I'm fortunate in that I had, Both my children become adults before I became 50. I'm fortunate that I now have 10 to 20 years where I'm still relatively young and able to do certain things um, that I wouldn't have been able to do maybe physically or mentally um, if I was still having young children at home. Or even if they're not young, just they're, they're not prepared to be on their own yet. So, and that's, you know, that's a, that's a certain trade-off you take. I mean, there are certain things you can obtain if you work your tail off and you, and you meet a certain amount of success and, you know, it's your mid thirties and then you Oh, I, I want to be a father. Or I want to be a mother. And you start now and maybe that works best for you and your family. May, maybe you're had different experiences than I did, but I for, I, for one, wanted to be young and able to do certain things with my kids when they were small but the, the trade-off was I didn't maybe get the success I thought that I could have gotten I could I didn't maybe go as far in a different career or with schooling or whatever as somebody else that did it differently neither one is wrong neither one is you know like evil it's just at what outcome or what did you desire when you did that and my desires were in conflict and that you know, it kind of put me where I'm at. And I don't begrudge that. I mean, I'm I'm generally happy with most of what I've been able to uh, obtain and achieve in my lifetime. I there are certain things that I wish I was able to do or certain things I wish I would have done sooner, but I still have time. And And I and you have to again. You got to keep that balance. You got to keep things in perspective. And if I would have drifted off into that madness, right? I could have idolized something else. Then where I would have been? How much worse off would I have been? Um, That was not a trade-off I was willing to take. That was not a cost I was willing to bear. So bringing that back to when you do that, it also affects your relationship with your Lord, right? So, as Christian, we believe that everything's supposed to come after our Lord and Savior. Now, if you're not a Christian, at this point, you probably tune out. I understand, but if we're supposed to put everything beneath that and he drips over that madness, so check out of that as well. You'll miss that as well. So not only will you have temporal disturbances, right? Not only will you have um, physical problems, here, Honor, you affect what follows. That's a much longer term cost, much more detrimental payment, if you will, for that success or for that achievement. So, I, I gotta say, <laughs> it'll probably be a lot easier. I was still being able to stay focused on the conversation. And so I apologize if I ramble a little bit, maybe use a few too many filler words. I guess I'll cut it short. Um, I'll be back Tuesday. And I, and I think I've already kind of noodled out how I want the next three episodes to be. And um, I wanna talk about the temptations of idols. I want to talk about the, uh, kind of the, well, I'm just going to leave it be. I will, uh, appreciate the fact that you listened. This is episode 105. If you do me a favor, you share or like this podcast. It would do a lot to kind of build an audience to, to gain a little more traction. Um, I'd like to tell you that I'm not in for the money because every time somebody tells you that they're not in for the money... The, the person like me says, Yeah, okay, right, whatever. Well, there's really no money to be made right now. What it is is it's about growing an audience, about gaining a little bit of influence, about sharing the ideas, the conversation, and if lo and behold, a couple of years from now, I'm able to make a little money off of it, great. But right now, I'm just wanting to get the word out. I think that one of the things that I bring to the table. Is I'm able to articulate and speak what a lot of people say, but aren't necessarily willing to... Well, <laughs> an interruption there. I don't really know where I ended. Uh, but as I say, this is According to Callus. I will see you on the other side.